Record the science guy. All right, gentlemen, are you ready to zombify? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yup. I used the clips. That wasn't me. That was actually Ryan. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Ah. Ah. I quit. When there's no more room in hell, the dead walk here. Reopening the hive. I want to know what went on down there. You're all going to die down here. Rule number one for surviving zombie land cardio. Look, okay, just get any blunt objects together, alright? If you get cornered, bash them in the head. That seems to work out. Keep together, stay sharp, and follow me. Coming to get you, Barbara. That's right, Barbara. The Zombies Ate My Podcast crew is coming to get you. I am Bob Fournier, and this is Zombies Ate My Podcast. And joining me, as always, we have my fellow survivors, Rick Piven. Zap! Ryan Murphy. Hello. And Lou Page. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. How are you today? Surviving. Surviving, Fantastic. good answer. <laughs> I'm not surviving this cold. Yeah, I'm still feeling the symptoms of sick, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I think everybody is. It's going around. Yeah, still sick. You figured when I was out of vacation, it would go away, but no. You know, Lou, I wish it would come around because I could use a vacation. (laughs) Listen, it it was 30 degrees last week here, and this week it's like 60. So, you know, your body can't adjust, and you everyone will always be sick up here. I know, because as soon yep. as we adjust to this, it's going to change again. Because I'm going to run outside in shorts and a t-shirt, and it's going to be 20. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All Are right. they already saying it's going to get cold next week? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've also <laughs> heard snow early, early this year, too. Ugh. Well, last year we had snow at Halloween. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing again, though. But, like, did it snow, or did it, like, just, did it stick around? Oh, it's stuck around. It's stuck around. Uh. (laughs) You're Uh, you're talking, the Canadians complaining about snow. I know, that's kind of weird. If you don't like snow, move out of your country. (laughs) (laughs) Well, evidently a little farther south ain't going to (laughs) help. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) You have to move way down. (laughs) You got to go way farther south. All right, so let's get into some zombie action, guys. As as cool as the weather is. Snow zombies. Snow zombies. Snow zombies. All right, let's start the show. Um like we do in every other show with a little bit of zombie trivia to warm ourselves up here for some uh, zombie talk. Um, last week you guys went three for three. I was very impressed. This week's going to be tougher. Great. Are you ready? We're going to start with Rick Piven. All right. A Christmas story director, Bob Clark, also made what zombie movie? Bloody, or sorry, Blood of Ghastly Horror, Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things, Corpse Eaters, or Curse of the Living Dead. I'm going to go with Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things. That is correct. It was a 1973 flick that followed an acting troupe who raised the dead on a remote island. Oh. Where's my sound effect? I'm sorry. I I apologize. Hold on. Hold on. I got to find it. I got to find it. Mr. Uh, Soundboard. you, You were correct. Why can't that be my question? I own that movie. Oh, do you? Wow. <laughs> yes. Well, I've Lou, never watched that movie. 
Lou, this is this is your question, and I have you know what? Actually, I'm going to give you this question. The mall where George Romero filmed Dawn of the Dead is located in Cincinnati, Ohio, Detroit, Michigan, Monroe, Pennsylvania, or Silver Springs, Maryland. Monroe, Pennsylvania. Lou Page, never wrong. <laughs> that means we are two for two. Ryan Murphy. Are you ready? No. Okay, here we go. The Italian classic Zombie 2 is famous for a fight scene between a zombie and what animal? Bear, mountain lion, killer whale, or shark? <laughs> um, if you can't answer it, Ryan, I will. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have to, right? Yeah. Can I phone a friend? No, still no. I'll go with Mountain Lion just because... You son of a bitch! Oh. Blue Page, could you please give us the correct answer? A shark. I should just have Lou do the trivia because he's never going to get one wrong. (laughs) Here's what I don't understand. How come when we get it right, you shoot us? You're shooting the zombie. It's like you're shooting the zombie. That's why when you get it wrong, it's like the zombie's eating you. It sounds like he's having a pretty thick milkshake. <laughs> yeah, I know. I would never shoot you guys. Don't worry. Um, yes, there was a great white shark in Zombie 2, and it was actually fed horse meat and sedatives prior to filming. They used a real what? shark. Why did they feed it that? Which is technically not an animal. I think it's a mammal, right? Shark? I think it is. Well, you're still wrong. Yeah. That doesn't help. Uh, I'll try and come. I gotta try and come up with a really tough one next week for Lou. <laughs> I mean, I gotta go deep into the vaults here, but I'll he find knew one. All Lou. three of those. That's yeah. true. Yeah. He. Well, he knew all three of them last week and the week before. <laughs> oh. There's nothing. You can't put anything past Lou. Lou Page, the busy zombie lord himself. Which reminds me, let's get into the zombie news. has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. I keep forgetting about that gassy zombie. <laughs> I should probably do something <laughs> about that. Bean dip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the first thing we're going to talk about are the 12 movies that actually root for zombies. And uh, looking at this list, I've seen a few. Some I don't want to mention that I've seen, but I will. Um, Zombie Strippers, I've seen on Netflix. It's awful. Worst thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I couldn't even make it. I watched most of it in Fast Forward, just so I could say I saw it. It's weird, because nice. I watched most of it in Fast Forward and some of it in slow motion. Ooh. I don't know why, but it just worked out that way. Um, He's a big fan of Robert England. <laughs> yeah, I love that guy. Yeah. And his rides. Um, oh. Have you guys seen the movie Fido, also on Netflix? I have it on DVD. Uh, That one, I don't mind. I kind of like that. I haven't seen it, but I heard it's pretty funny. It's very funny, and it's a very different take. It kind of reminds me of um, the Fallout games, where it's like this 1950s vibe to the whole film. Yeah, which is kind of cool. That's why I liked it. It it wasn't hilarious, but it was good, you know? Isn't the the basis like uh, they've made zombies pets? Yes. Pretty much. That was their answer to not having to kill the zombies, is we'll make them pets, and they'll do all the jobs we don't want to do. Yes. Now, uh, Ryan's favorite movie also on the list, Hocus Pocus. Mm. You've seen this movie? 
that movie holds a special place in my childhood because I remember we went to see it in theaters. We were outside of town for some reason. I think we were staying at our aunt's or whatever, and we were at this theater I've never been at, and they were playing this and the uh, that mouse and cat, something and Jerry. Tom, Tom and Jerry? Tom and Jerry. They had a movie, Jesus Tom and Jerry. Jesus Christ! I'm sorry. <laughs> that is a classic. That's true. I know. But but they made a movie and they released it alongside Hocus Pocus. And I'm like, Mom, I don't want to see Hocus Pocus. It looks really scary. Can we not just go see Tom and Jerry? And I know somebody's huh? going to look this up on IMDb and figure out that I was Bet. like, well, when it came out. Bet Midler is very scary. No, it was, the, it was the zombie dude that scared me. Like, with the... And Billy the, Butcherson? Billy Butcherson. Yeah, it was creepy. That's a and and also movie. the fact that like the witch you're right, Bette Midler is pretty scary and the fact that she could change people he changed someone into a cat, I'm pretty sure, at one point. Yeah, there's yeah. a talking cat somewhere. That's pretty talking freaky. Cat throughout, almost throughout the whole movie, I think. The, the freaky thing is Sarah Jessica Parker doesn't look like Sarah Jessica Parker in this movie. Like she's I didn't know movie? she's the blonde witch with the huge boobs. But then you <laughs> see her after that and she looks like a horse. Like, without boobs <laughs> yeah. like I never knew she was in that movie until later on when like you know she was a bigger actress <laughs> that's the uh, best the movie, description movie came out in 93 there Ryan how old are you Ryan? So, oh I was 6 so that counts right? that's fine yeah you're good now you're okay, good. good fun fact Billy Butcherson the zombie played by Doug Jones Doug Jones is the dude who does all of the uh, creature work for Guillermo del Toro Wow, he look played, at you. Uh, Abe Sapien. Yeah. He was the uh, the pale man on um, Pan's Labyrinth. Ugh. Dude yeah. with the eyes in his hands. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Ah. Uh, okay, the other two movies <laughs> I wanted to talk about, both George A. Romero movies, uh, Land of the Dead. Horrible. And Day of the Dead. Now, <laughs> Day of the Dead was weird I, who who here has seen Day of the Dead besides Lou oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lou I also I saw the it. awful remake too did you yeah, yeah that was very was terrible now the first the original is pretty good until the end where the zombie gets the gun spoilers uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's spoilers what is it like 30 years old now but something like that I mean the problem I have, and I think I talked about it on the show before, is George A. Romero wrote the book on zombie movies, correct? Like, he was the guy that invented the zombie movie the way it is today. Yeah. Then he starts breaking his own rules, and it started in Day of the Dead, and then it moved into Land of the Dead, where they had that big daddy zombie? Yeah, Land of the Dead, it was the um, the, the, the large black man. Yes. He was... uh, with an assault rifle. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, John Leguizamo... I don't remember if he still used his crossbow when he was a zombie. I think he did. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so he has a crossbow, and then Big Daddy has an assault rifle. Now, it's it. it's funny, too, because Land of the Dead, if it, you just take it as a normal action zombie flick, you're you're actually not, or I'm not too upset with it, but when it's George A. Romero, I'm kind of like, really? Why? Because the whole idea is pretty cool, That like the whole story of that, like the isolated area, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he could have done so much with that, and then he makes a zombie that leads other zombies around. Like that's the whole point of zombies is they can't do that. Yeah, he brings like an army of zombies, and they go underwater to get to like this island city. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> now, I also didn't find myself rooting for the zombies either, though. In this movie, no. it wasn't like I mean, 
I was actually more upset when I I, remember, I saw this movie in theaters and I was like, "What is he doing? <laughs> You're ruining." If you everything. felt that way about Land of the Dead and Day of the Dead, don't watch Survival of the Dead. I haven't, and I heard that. That's why I haven't. I heard it's awful. There's there's zombie horseback riding. Awesome. What? It's like Planet of the Apes. Yeah. So okay, let me get this straight. Planet the of the guy... Apes had zombies in it. Well, no, but they're monkeys riding. It's sort of <laughs> the same. Um, but... Who you caught a monkey? <laughs> You people. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Can we start over? Uh, anyways. The the Land of the Dead, I think I saw, and I didn't really understand the appeal of making zombies not zombies. Like, once they start to think, it's almost like, what's the point? Aren't they humans at that point? Like Yeah, that's the thing, is they're pretty much just, they're not zombies. Have right, you once... guys seen the uh, the remake of Night of the Living Dead? Yes. Okay. Did you understand the line at the end that they are us and we are them? I'm not a huge fan of that movie either, though. <laughs> I What's mean... the remake? The 1990s one, the yeah. 1990 remake done by um, uh, what's his name? Tom Savini. Oh no, that's a different. It, what's Dawn of the Dead? It's not the same. No, no. That's it's... Zack Snyder. I get them all so confused. There's too many of them. There's too many of the dead. Yeah, okay, well, so Dawn of the Dead is not the same as the Mall one, right? That is the Mall Dawn one. Dawn of the Dead is the Mall one. There was uh, oh, the Romero one and then the Zack Snyder remake. Which okay, I like but he's both. talking about Lou's talking about a different remake. Yes, Night, Night, of, the of, the Living Dead. Dead. Night of the Living Dead. I think it was 1990. Yeah, 1990. Yes. Okay, and at the end he says... We are us and they are... Or, they are us and we are them, or something, some weird quote like that. So, in the sense that, like, they, they are, they are the superior race, or I took it more as like we, we pretty much act like zombies, and they're acting like us. Yeah. But it, it's still the remake wasn't really that great. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. But huh. now, didn't one of the Night of the Living Dead's there was like a chick with glass all over her face? Like Night of the Living Dead Four or something like that. It was one of the original sequels, not a remake. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I think I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to look it up. I remember seeing it on uh, on TV once, and yeah, she had like she had like glass coming out of her skin and out of her face and stuff. Like she was a kill a serial killer and a zombie. I do remember oh, that, that. That is actually, um, I think that is Return of the Living Dead Three, which is on this list. Is it? Yes. <sighs> That's. They yeah. fig- the the girl in it figures out that the way she can stop wanting to be a zombie is by jabbing and inflicting pain on herself. So she slowly starts sticking glass and needles and things into herself throughout the course of the film. Yeah, I'm looking at the movie poster now. Yeah, she got glass all over her face and her fingers and syringe needles sticking out. Okay, okay. Can I just stop us here for a second? That's that's that's. Uh, first of all, like. Why? Like we have, you look at The Walking Dead, and it's almost like the perfect example of how you should do zombie movies. Ignore all this other, like granted, some of the movies on this list, like Fido for one, is the best example of like doing it differently, but like making them shoot and making them think and making it like like changing the lore. Like, oh, if I stab myself, I won't turn. Like the why? Like yeah. give me a good zombie movie, like The Walking Dead. Give me something like that. Yeah. See- hey, Go ahead, Lou. I was going to say, have you guys seen Homecoming, which is on this list? No. I don't think I have. I think I, no. I've seen, I think I've seen two of these movies. 
It, the, the basis of homecoming is that soldiers coming back from Iraq, dead, get up and start walking around. And people don't know what to do and they don't know why they're back. And basically it's they're back because they disagree with the president and they feel like they died for nothing. So they've been sent back to convince people not to, to convince uh, voters not to vote the president into office. That's weird. That is Political weird. zombie movie? Yeah, it's really weird. Now, the sad okay, thing well, is... Go ahead. I was just going to say, now, see, that sounds interesting. It's different, right? Right. Instead of just the same thing, but with, like, runner zombies or, you know... The second they take... Like, like Left 4 Dead has tons of different zombie types, and that's good for a video game. Yeah. The second they start doing that in movies and stuff, it's not good. It falls apart. This was a Left 4 Dead movie. I mean, I'm just saying, Valve. Well, yeah. Just, just throwing that out there. By the way, uh, on IMDb, they have a Night of the Living Dead Resurrection scheduled for this year. Well, here's the problem. It's going to be crap. And if you look at movie lists like this, the the bad zombie movies heavily outweigh good zombie movies. Oh, yeah. And oh, well, that's that, the case. Yeah, that's the problem. Sure. But, oh, they're terrible ones. I've seen lots of them. And they're, it's, <laughs> it's almost ruining the zombie legacy, you know, of movies and what, what, what we love out of zombies. But... Speaking of zombie legacies, um, the Resident Evil franchise. You guys like that transition? That was pretty good. Yes. Legacy yeah. into Ex- franchise. Except for when you call out and the then, transition. Yeah, and, it was, it was, and, then, <laughs> and then the other part. I'm going to edit that out. You pulled a Ryan, is what they call pulled, it. Pulling pull an R. Murphy. Uh, Resident Evil 6 reviews are out, and <sighs> they're not good. <laughs> I'm looking, no. at the, looking at the Metacritic one right now, the critics give it a 67. The users, out of uh, uh, 1,355 ratings by the users, it has a point six. That's why the people who are buying and playing this game, the critics who probably don't play the game, gave it a better score. Okay, so here's, here's the thing. You guys, are, are all of you into the Resident Evil franchise? Like, since game one, you love the story and the idea? Yes. I, yes. love, I so love the idea. When you yeah. see this first picture on this website on uh, TheVerge.com, you look at Chris Redfield and Leon Kennedy staring at each other with guns, and you were the first thought in my mind is, oh, yes. You know what I mean? Like, this is it. Like, Because Chris Redfield, the biggest character from the first game, you know what I mean? Leon Kennedy, the next big guy in Resident Evil 4, and like they're finally you're getting people together, and it had so much potential. Now, well, who, I mean, who, who played 5? Who played five here? I played I've five. played five. I played five. Now, who liked it? It was okay. It I, was. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was okay for a shooter out of the Resident Evil world. Like it didn't feel like Resident Evil. It wasn't scary. It wasn't horror anymore. It was you know Gears of War. It was you know. There was go a room, lot of shoot a bunch of people. Go to another room, shoot a bunch of people. There was go a lot of run and gun, and I yeah. think I think they got the wrong idea from Resident Evil Four, where there was some of that. But there was yeah. also Resident and Evil roots in there, and I think uh, Capcom was kind of like, "Oh, people must love the action over the shoulder." Here we go, and they just put Resident Evil Five into that category. But the only thing I could hope for is a good story. But even some of these reviews are talking about how twisted and dumb the story is mm. in this game. Well, which... the story has never been that great. Good, they've always been bad, but they've always kind of been semi-coherent. I don't know how they're gonna make after five. 6B semi-coherent at all. True, very true, because the story in 5 was not only bad, but confusing to play. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, yeah, we, I don't even know what happened in 5. All I know is that it had 
Chris, Jill, and Albert Wesker. And that was enough for me, enough to play through it. And I didn't buy it. I rented it. And, and you had that, that chick with you, too. Shiva? Shiva, yeah. which I'm Shiva. sure doesn't even show up in this one. Like, probably she, not. And Barry's probably not in this one, so, like, Dude, Barry's dead. I don't know what you're talking about. Is he dead? Depends on how you beat the first game, I guess. But Well, is he dead in canon, I guess? Oh, uh, that's a 20-year-old game. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> now, did you guys ever... Like, this is how into Resident Evil I was, though, which is why I think I'm really disappointed by this, is I beat Resident Evil with both characters and did all, like, six different endings. Because mm-hmm. you could have... Jill, Jill alone, like Jill and Barry, Jill and Chris, Jill, Chris and Barry, and then you could have, um, or like Chris yeah. and Rebecca, and then you could have like, Ooh. you know, Chris and Jill. You know what I mean? Like you could have so many different endings. I love that game so much. I played and got every single different ending. I yeah. think I just played and got the best ending for each. It's, yeah. Where it's I saved everybody. Day. The the other thing that almost ruins this for me too is you look at the, the six, six playable characters um, in the game. It's uh, three three stories, six playable characters. So, like, Leon, I think, is tied up with, with this girl, Helen Harper, like, in the same story. Leon and Chris, the only ones I recognize. The other four, Helen Harper, um, Piers Nivian, Sherry Birkin, and Jake Mueller. Have you ever heard of any of them? Well, Birkin Sherry Birkin is... is the daughter of, from the second game. Yes. Okay. Um Ada Wong's also been confirmed though as a playable Ada Wong, character. She's a, she's a playable minor character and a right. supporting supporting character, so she doesn't actually have uh, a main storyline. Uh, apparently, she is available after you complete a bunch of the huge story arcs. Like she's an additional character that's extra. Now, let's talk about the one cool thing it has going for it is the Agent Hunt multiplayer mode. Mm-hmm. Um, new mode that's going to allow people to join your game as zombies really yeah like your single player game uh multiplayer it's a multiplayer game it's 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 kind of like left for dead right yeah it's almost like you're yeah exactly it's kind of like that i think it's only one person is the agent though yeah and the rest are zombies so it's almost like a well no it's kind of like left for dead okay well here's a question like is anybody here gonna buy it no no, Who's I going wasn't. Gonna... I wasn't gonna buy it going into even before it came out with the reviews. I wasn't going to buy it because it just looks so out there compared to the other games. Like the only Resident Evil game I liked was four. Okay, like well, the stories were good in the other ones, but is anyone gonna? Yeah, like four. I bought twice. I bought four. I think like five times. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I had it on every console. Yeah. I even had it on the Wii. I have the demo. The Wii was the best version. Yeah, the Wii yeah. was really good. Yeah, it was actually. That's how. That's my first playthrough was on the Wii. Really? My yeah. first playthrough was on the GameCube. When yeah, me too. Oh, me wait. Too. Yeah, no. GameCube, sorry. Second so, time's Wii. Are you guys going to try and play this? Like well, either there's a, renting it? There's or... a demo out. Oh, okay. Uh, I actually have I'll, a download. I just demo. It. We should all try the demo and then get back to it next week's show. The other thing mm, that kind of sounds like a plan. The other thing that kills it for me real quick is I'm looking at the uh, the way the game is, and apparently any three uh, any of the three main story branches are available at the beginning of the game. So, like, uh-huh. you could choose any of the three stories. So, is it even linear? Like, do the stories, like, are they just, like, yes. three stories to go on at the same time? They have three stories to go on at the same time, and then a fourth uh, story opens up after you've completed all three. And it's so that the, must like, be the Ada Wong part. 
it's supposed to be all three of the characters interacting with each other in the fourth chapter. Okay, so you play as each one at any time you want, and you're kind of like you're crossing paths with the other characters, kind of thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, it's it still seems so weird. Yeah, it's a really yeah, it's a crazy score. The other thing that's weird too is what happened to the other Resident Evil game that came out this year. The uh, uh, Operation Raccoon City. Yeah, I never played that. I never played it, it and it disappeared. It came out in Mar- uh, in May, and it just disappeared. <laughs> it had abysmal scores. Like, so people were giving it ones and twos. It has better, on Metacritic, it has a better user score than Resident Evil 6. So oh, Resident cool. Evil 6. The user score that you're referencing is people acting like uh, spoiled brats, and they can set that score without even owning it. All they need is a Metacritic account. Like that's that's been publicized today too. Is that a lot of the reviewers are are kind of set that the users are like, this isn't our Resident Evil. I'm going to give it a zero because it's not what I wanted. You know? Yeah. Right. So I mean, it's hard to go on that. And and they did it for um, they did it for a couple other Capcom titles. I think where. There were some DLC issues, and they did it for Mass Effect 3 when that big ending kerfuffle came about. Right. Um, so, I mean, Metacritic's tough, but I, I'm trying to search for the IGN um, uh, Resident Evil 6 review because I think they gave it a pretty good a pretty good score in the sense of it's not a 4. It's like, I think if they gave it like a it, 6. Hold on. I'll yeah, tell you. Well, that's, that's... IGN gave it a 79. That's not bad. No. To, not and and again, bad. it might be you might need to be a super fan. And like none of us loved Resident Evil Five. It wasn't. It definitely reviewed better than this. But de- the this series will depend on sales. And if people buy it, which I'm pretty sure they are, uh, we're gonna see another one. And then hopefully Capcom addresses these issues because it sounds like they sort of went in a specific direction in the sense that they wanted to give us as much story as possible right without yeah. without you know making the gameplay uh, resident evilish did you guys notice too like a week before resident evil 6 came out they came out with another uh, animated resident evil movie yes yes I, I haven't seen it but i saw it out on uh, on the shelves actually the first one was awesome yeah it was the degeneration with uh with leon in it the second one's damnation with leon in it yeah it looked i mean the first one was great I loved it. It was way better than any of the live-action movies. <laughs> that's true. Well, let's yep. go. Let's go ahead and get out of this depressing zombie news and get into something <laughs> that's exciting and what we're all looking forward to, and that's The Walking Dead. Yes. October. Which, like, sorry, you were about to say. Go ahead, Ryan. Oh no, because <laughs> uh, I don't know the actual date. Because it premieres in like two weeks. Doesn't would it? you stop stepping on each other's mag lights? Sorry. Oh. It's October fourteenth. Fourteenth. Yep. We have new episodes of The Walking Dead, and um, on IO9, we have, like, 90 pictures of the new season. Um, I'm not saying we have to look through all these pictures, but some of them makes me very excited. I mean, the zombies look amazing. The zombies look amazing. Like, me and you were talking about on Fanboys is they must have been like, all right, season two, really good. A lot of people complain there wasn't enough zombies. Guess what? (laughs) Season three, full of zombies. Well, you know, they had that issue, too, with Mad Men on AMC, where Mad Men was like, no, 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 give us this budget, and they took it away from The Walking Dead. Yeah. But I think Which Walking... makes no sense to me. Well, Ma- you know? Mad Men's won, like, 7 million Academy Awards or whatever in, like, no time. Um, so they want to protect that show, but it, it looks like the budget's back. Because <laughs> if you look at these pictures, man, 
Well, yeah, isn't I, I, Mad Men on its last season? So they got to start. They got to start bumping up budget on other things so that they don't lose all their viewers. Well, Walking Dead's huge. I think they're huge. And um, do you guys know that the second season's now available on the the U.S. Netflix? I don't know about you, Ryan, and your Canadian Netflix, but um, I'm pretty sure it is on the Canadian Netflix as yeah, well. Now you can get ready for season three by watching season two. Yeah, like I'm doing <laughs> over again. <laughs> yeah, I actually had just bought the Blu-rays before it showed up on Netflix. As I was right. gonna say, that's a show I'd like to see in high in high def. You know, like I'd right. like to get it on Blu-ray because I have the first one. Um, I got for Christmas last year, and I'm thinking I might go through that. I mean, it's crazy to think that we're gonna start having like new Walking Dead AMC content to talk about on this show. I know it's gonna be great after. episode by episode. Uh, what do you guys do a whole Walking Dead segment? What are you guys looking forward to the most though in the new season? What do you want to see out of this season? This, it's gonna have spoilers if we answer this question. Well, I don't know anything about the comics, so I can answer from a spoiler-free. Um, Perspective in the sense that I guess well it would be spoilerific because you'd be talking about season two. Well, season um, well, dude, it's been so long for season two that if you haven't seen it by now, just stop the podcast right now, watch season <laughs> two, and then continue. I mean, I, I'm excited to see like the what happens within the group now that Rick says he's in charge. You know, at the end of season two, not a democracy anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um. But without giving too much away, all I'm going to say is zombie gladiator battles. <laughs> That's mm. what I'm excited for. Yep, yep. What about you, Lou? Any anything in particular waiting? I'm for? looking forward to the return of Merle. Oh. Are you? Oh. that makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah, that could potentially be too crazy. He's gonna be crazy. He's gonna be pissed off at everyone that they left him on the roof. Which is gonna be great for TV, though. Yeah. When you think about it, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a crazy, far-fetched idea. What I think is going to happen is Merle's going to try to get his brother to leave that group. Oh, yeah. He's going for his brother first. Like, that's going to be the first scenes we see him where he's actually talking to his brother. And the worst part is that his brother is going to think he's going crazy again because in season two, I think it was, he, like, yeah, saw he him. Seeing yeah, Merle, he started yeah. seeing yeah. him. And we know he was crazy when he, or he was going nuts when he saw him because he wasn't missing that hand. Right. He wasn't actually just seeing him, like, out in the woods, right? Speaking of maglites, on one of these pictures, too, it shows Rick Grimes. With a yeah. homemade silencer on his weapon, too. Yeah, he uses the flashlight, yeah. like, backwards. As a silencer, which makes me kind of curious as why is he's trying to be so quiet. Well, well I, know. Like... I know the zombies. Last time but... someone shot something, they brought a whole horde to the farm. I think it's going to be more interesting, though, to see how the group responds. Because the last thing Rick said was, I killed Shane. He came at me. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, okay. <laughs> I do like this picture of Daryl and a Mexican poncho while holding his crossbow. Who does not? And, and his crossbow, clean as like he just bought it at a store. Well, he's probably what? He's got to be the fan favorite by now in this show. That's 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 why they add into the comic. Right, yeah. I mean, he's got to be. And like he's probably one of my favorite characters to watch, but he's he's got to be up there as the most popular person in the show. So obviously they're going to involve him more in the story too. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone liked him from before with Boondock Saints and everything, so he had added fanfare going into it anyway. Yeah. Wasn't he also originally supposed to be written out in season two? But yes. they they decided the fans liked him so much they decided to keep his character. Yeah, I think he was supposed to die like two times by now, like yeah. season one. He wasn't supposed to last through season one or season two. 
Now, the, the the interesting thing too is I don't know if you guys know this, but um, John Berthal, I think his name is the guy who played Shane, mm-hmm. approached the directors with his own idea of the ending for season two, and he wanted in spoilers again, but he wanted to have the scene, the end scene, because he knew he was going one way or another. But he thought it'd be interesting to have the end scene where the two of them, Ryan, you guys have seen it, right? Yeah. Okay. I think we're all caught up. Good. No. Um, <laughs> this this uh, ending Bob's talking about sounds better. Yeah, well, basically, sorry, Lou, if you haven't, but... Um, That's all right. I'm already in the middle of it. Wait, Lou, you literally haven't caught all the way up? I don't have cable, so uh, I didn't oh, you get caught up. It. You just said I, you bought it. I did. I haven't watched Watch it, it yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's, let's, let's we'll save, save it. that then. We'll we save don't it. Want to no, spoil you don't need to save it. I don't mind spoilers. Oh, Lou, you're killing me. It's going to bother me, though. Yeah, we won't say it. We won't say it. We're good. We're good. I'll tell you off the air. We'll hang up on Lou. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, well, if if you want to know the the ending that we're talking about, uh, it's one of the fanboys episodes where we talked about it too for a while. Yeah, and we talked about. It. I remember it was like episode like five or six. Yeah. But. So yeah, we'll, we're gonna stay up to date with. Uh, I think we should stay up to date with Walking Dead, and then maybe as episodes come out, if we can watch them or get our hands on episodes, we should definitely talk about them on the show, whether they be like a couple weeks after the premiere or whatever. Get everyone caught up mm-hmm. and get our opinions on the first episode. That would be yeah. episode. If we were to do it week by week, that would be episode like six. Yeah, we'll work yeah. on it. We'll we'll figure something out. But for now, let's get into the weapon of choice. Grab the shotgun. Everybody, grab a weapon. I got some ammo right here. Now that's a weapon. <laughs> Who's this week's weapon? Oh, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I I kind of. I, we've been doing this thing for the past few episodes now, and I, I, what I wanted to do is look like the zombie just busted in and look around me to see what I had immediately available, and uh, I came up with a couple choices, and they're both kind of weird, kind of lame, so you guys can shoot them both down. The first immediate thing is actually a chair. <laughs> Only what because, kind of chair are we talking about? Uh, just a kitchen chair, not too heavy. I, I felt is it, it wooden? Yes. Okay, so if it were to splinter, you could use it as stabby bits. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, the first hit, you kind of break the chair up a little bit, but then you still have, what you call them, stabby things? Stabby bits. Stabby bits. Technical term. Yeah. But it's also not too heavy where you can't kind of swing it a few times. You know what I mean? It's one of those chairs. Oh, okay, good, because most of the chairs I've ever known that have been, existed in kitchens, um, they're, like, too big to swing. Like, if you tried to swing it, the zombie would just kind of run into it and eat your arms off. Now, interestingly enough, the other thing I had when I was in the bathroom was a lighter and a can of hairspray. What do you think? What do you guys think? Why of do that? you have those in your bathroom? Hairspray? No, I, I hairspray makes the, sense. The combination. Oh, well, zombies. Is it so you could light your farts on fire or something. <laughs> you know it. Now, the problem. Oh, that got the only problem. The, the only problem I see with the lighter and the hairspray yep. is in your apartment. The second you set a zombie on fire, he's setting your apartment on fire. That's true, but out in and the or open, you, if you're in the bathroom. and or you and or the that's the, why the, the that's building why, of thirty apartments. <laughs> that's why I got nervous though, because like even if you're out in the open, you're so close to the zombie, and does the fire really do anything at first? No, does no, it slow it, down? The fire well, won't do anything until it gets through the skull. <laughs> yeah, and then by then you're already a zombie. So, and now. Yeah, I did joke with you guys earlier before the show and pre-show, but what if you're what if you're sitting down and a zombie busts in and you're on your couch and the only thing you have to pick up is a couch cushion? How do you use it? Just as a shield? 
Yeah. You smother it. Smother if it's one zombie? zombie, you like put it. It depends. Like I have big uh, coach cushions. <laughs> what? Nothing. No. Continue. You thought I was gonna say something else. <laughs> Continue. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> if I have big couch cushions here in my uh, living room, I would just grab it and then like kind of put it up against the zombie's face and like pillow tackle it, and then just like smother it. <laughs> pillow tackle a zombie. <laughs> There's your you episode know? title. I would have a problem with the fact that my couch cushions are part of my couch. They don't come off. Oh, that would be awful. <laughs> you can't rip them out, all the adrenaline, because there's like a, a man-eater coming into your house. You're, Maybe, you're a pretty big dude. You could probably, but of course, you'd go to rip it out. Pretty good. I would just pick up the couch. You, you, no, you'd go to rip it out, and you'd have like two fistfuls of cotton go, no! <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd make couch cushion boxing gloves. Yeah. Wait. And I'd punch the zombie in the face. I have a futon, so that wouldn't help. <laughs> well, you take the mattress thing off of it and throw it at the zombie and, and run. And then, yeah. Considering <laughs> that the futon, the cushion is so heavy, I can't even lift it by myself. It wouldn't happen. No. <laughs> what if you're sitting in one of them round? Remember those round wicker chairs or oh, like giant dude. bowls? How safe were those? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, dude, I wouldn't be futon. able to. I wouldn't be able to get out of one if a zombie came yeah. up. It'd be like, oh god, oh, <laughs> come on. Yeah. With with the futon, you would just you would extend it into the bed format, and then get the zombie to come over, and then like push the zombie into the bed, and then snap it back up. Hello, zombie, come to Hello, bed. Zombie. <laughs> See my mag light? It's about, oh. it's about a three. It's a three D battery size. Oh, that's good. I think I'm gonna stick with chair though. As 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 opportunistic as couch cushion sounds, we're gonna go with chair on that one. That's a good call, I think. I, it, it's just one of those things where, like, I, it would probably be my first reaction. You know what I mean? Either that or, like, I'd end up throwing the biscuits I see in the kitchen at it first and then be like, what do I do, you know? I, is this segment going to start turning into, like, basically we watched WWE this weekend and it's like, what sort of tool can we use? <laughs> a ladder match with zombies. Listen, oh, yeah. If it was WWE, it'd be with a steel chair, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. So like I said, my weapon of choice is kind of lame, but I was trying to think of something different and original, but it ended up being like like Ryan's weapon of choice. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? The beer you will bottle. hear about that until you make a better one. Yeah, so next week when it's your turn again, you have to make up for yourself. The beer bottles were great. Okay, whatever. You guys suck. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get into the topic of the week. Zombie topic of the week. You heard it here first. This week's topic brought to us again by Ryan Murphy, who's got all the great ideas. Was this me? Yeah. What was it? You? I don't. I don't remember. Pretty sure it was me, Bob. Brought to you by Rick Piven. <laughs> you worst, son of a bitch. <laughs> worst location to be during a zombie apocalypse. And, of course, I'm the one that doesn't have one. <laughs> All right, we'll go with you last again. Yes. Uh, your your thing last. Whenever. <laughs> I'll wing it. I'll wing it. All right, uh, Lou Page, what is the worst place you could be a zombie outbreak occurs? A cruise ship. That's a good one. Mm. Well, are there life rafts? There are, but I've been on a cruise ship that was full, and I don't know if they could fit everybody on the life raft and if 
people are getting bitten. Who says that people aren't going to get on the life raft that are bitten? Ooh, that's tough. And then you're in the middle of the sea, and you got to exactly. figure out who's who. That's ten who's times wor worse. Who's worrying about other people? <laughs> yep. if, there's, if there's a dinghy on the side, you run to that thing. You, you only, get to it first. Yeah, you, what's that old saying? You only got to run faster than someone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but cruise ship, it's the... Have they ever made a cruise ship zombie movie? I ha I think they have. I was going to ask. It sounds I've like it seen, was a good premise. I've seen uh, sci-fi movies that take place on cruise ships, but I've never seen a zombie mo movie take place on a cruise ship. Um, the only thing I've seen take place on a cruise ship is one of the Resident Evil games took place on a cruise ship. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the light gun game for the PS2. Yeah. I think there was a there was a Resident Evil game on the Game Boy that took place on a Yes, boat. you're right, you're right. Game yeah. Boy the Game Boy Resident Evil game did take place mm -hmm. on a cruise ship. Now the worst part about that is too, like you're on a cruise ship, what if you're seasick? Like what if you what if you're all doped up on that Dramamine or whatever and then the zombie outbreak happens? You're screwed and then also if you're puking people are going to think you're infected well that'd be so hard to fight zombies too because i have a feeling that i've never been on a cruise ship is it smooth sailing lou it can be unless you hit stormy water so and if, like and if the captain is a zombie oh captain's he's not zombie. driving well he turns into that one movie uh shoot what is it not not the titanic obviously you guys are <laughs> i'm not struggling over that what's that one poseidon adventure or whatever oh yeah oh, yeah, yes. yeah yeah or ghost ship. Oh, I ghost remember that ship. movie, dude. I remember that, that movie. That was awesome. The wire scene at the very oh, start. Don't, yeah, dude. Right? That's the only part I remember. That's, that's, the, only well, that's the only part that, that's good. Well, that and the big hook on the crane near the end. In the face. Oh. oh yeah. Now nah, I remember that. <laughs> I need to watch that movie again. Yeah, we should watch that. Uh, Murder <laughs> Basement. Yeah. All right, uh, Ryan Murphy. Uh, what about you? What do you got? What's your location? Where do you not want to be as soon as a zombie outbreak starts? Um, this was an easy one for me because, uh, I think a couple shows ago, well, ones we pre-recorded, I talked about being at a country music festival and how that would suck, but I'm not, I'm not choosing that because I thought of an even worse one. And you know how, when you're at like an event where there's tons of people and it's like an outdoor event or, um, I guess it's the best way to describe it. It's like a fair or a festival, festival yeah. tons of people. So they have to have like porta potty mazes like you mm -hmm. can't just have a line of porta potties you have to have a maze of porta potties to meet the demand of all the poopy people um <laughs> all or the pee -pee, poopy. as we call it um <laughs> so you know what i mean like just a, you can picture like porta potty land and the worst place to be would be like in one of those porta potties doing your business because not only are you surrounded by zombie incubators where there's like people like all around you doing yeah. your business but those places are always the busiest like there's people surrounding you waiting to get into these bathrooms so you can imagine like finishing your business and stepping out and all of a sudden you're surrounded by like not only are you surrounded by porta potties but you're also <laughs> surrounded by people trying to eat the sweet contents of those porta potties aka the Ooh. human not the waste <laughs> okay. i was gonna say there's no sweet contents in there <laughs> so that's crazy too because like one like so you're talking like you go in the porta potty you come out and then the zombies are everywhere. That yeah. would that would be scary. <laughs> yeah, and it all it also made me think, which isn't a zombie movie, but it, it made me think of um, 
uh, Jurassic Park where the lawyer got oh yeah off the toilet and and that always will stick with me. It's like you know sometimes people see the bathroom as a safe haven. You know you can go there and and hang out and get away from the world, but uh, it doesn't always work that way in That's, movies. Yeah, I, actually, it rarely works that way because um, going to the bathroom is a when very you're most uncomfort- vulnerable. Yeah, I was exactly. gonna say you're vulnerable. And movies take advantage of that so much, and it, it really gets to me. And I think that's why, I think that's why why I had to choose this because, a, I hate porta potties. I just hate the idea of that. <laughs> and also, the like zombies attacking you while in a porta potty is twice as twice uh, as bad. Especially if you were in the middle of doing whatever you were doing in there, and then oh. you started hearing the moans and the banging against the porta potty. What like, do you do? Okay, we get it. The tacos weren't that great. Real bad. <laughs> Over exaggerating. <laughs> Now, when you're in the porta potty, do you think the zombies will be able to tell you're in there? If it's if it's a porta potty that's been used for a good twelve hours in the heat, well, you might that's... you might be safer in the porta potty. Show's making me sick. <laughs> they might not they might not sense you in there. Plus, it's, pla- it's plastic, so they can't break through it like a wooden door. Well, if we're going, well, shit. If we're going, <laughs> if we're going on uh, <laughs> Walking Dead rules in the sense that you can mask your or- odor uh, with other disgusting things maybe you're right like you yeah. might be able to last in there but i think you'd have a you'd have a better chance of getting the hell out of there than staying in there because those things are easy to tip over yeah um, say now what's worse getting tipped over covered in what's inside or the thirty thousand zombies waiting for you on the outside they just tipped it over quick ryan answer the question you get tipped over by a zombie outbreak in a porta potty after doing your business do you leave or do you try and hang out in the porta potty Oh, I hang out. I don't Do care. You? I'd rather be covered in shit than eaten alive. Dude, like, I don't know I'm... if I could do it. <laughs> I'm such I'd a weak stomach. run for my life. Yeah, I would just make a break <laughs> for it. I'd try. Um, well, my, my location is kind of similar to Lou's where it's like, I feel like, a, like, what if you were on, like, a small island? Like, what if you're on, I, I feel like an island is, like, the worst place to be on. Because it's so, like, you could be on, like, one of the small islands of Hawaii, right? Uh, this is where my example came from, and that'd be Kauai. Sure, Kauai I've, sounds good. I've been there. Kauai it's not. Smallest island. <laughs> Get it? Kauai not. Um, Terrible. Do they tell Terrible. that joke there in Kauai? No, but they they did let me walk through where they filmed Jurassic Park. They probably frowned at you for make the making that joke. <laughs> Would they? Oh, but imagine <laughs> you're you're there. There's no escape. Okay. Literally no escape. You unless you know how to fly a plane, there's no escape. Yeah. Yeah, or like even by boat or whatever. Like you can't get there. Like it's all gone. You know what I mean? You're on this island and it's just you or you and your family or whatever, and there's just zombies everywhere. How long can you survive on an island? Well, that's that's when you start turning it into like a your own little civilization, right? <laughs> you stay. You start growing stuff. Well, it just makes me think of like The Walking Dead too, like because they they always think they're safe. But right. no, no pl- I think it's the zombie survival guide. No place is safe, only safer. Um, it just makes me think, like, because, A, I hate islands anyway. I mean, who likes islands? But um, why, like, what? I just don't know how long I'd last. I feel like I'd survive a pretty good long while on an island, but after a while, I'd be like, I'm overrun. I have nowhere to go. You know what I mean? Eventually, everything runs out. Yeah, is supplies it milk, would be Isn't milk like $8 a gallon? Um, It was like seven fifty or 8 bucks. Yeah, everything's important. Even eggs was were expensive. They were like 8 bucks. That's crazy, dude. And like, I don't yeah. know. That's why I, I'm picking Island only because I feel like the desperation after a while would take over, you know? 
you'd, cannibals. You'd, you'd be moving from place to place trying to get where you can to where you can on the island just to survive. After a while, you got to be kind of like, ugh, I can't do this anymore, you know? Yeah. Not only that, but the outbreak would spread faster on an island. True. Yeah, that's very true. There'd be no true. place for you to go. Right. Right. Yeah, that's like, true. D- like Dead Island. Yeah, Ooh. this just reminds me of Dead Island, and that game can has illustrated that zombie apocalypse on an mm-hmm. island never really works. And you know what? Um, if the if the zombie apocalypse starts on an island, like that's an easy target for a nuclear blast. That's true too. So oh, like, yeah. if it's contained to Hawaii. You better believe that the, if that's a, a, an epidemic happening and there's no chance of getting in there and wiping it out, you're toast. Gonna, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're, if the zombies don't get you, the nuclear holocaust will. Like, uh, but you know, but you know what happens? There's that one zombie in on the, a, in, in, on an airplane in the luggage compartment. He's on the dinghy, oh, flying no, to Minnesota or something. No, no, no. There's that one zombie who gets in a lead fridge and survives. Yes. <laughs> Uh, all right, Rick Piven. Have, right. You, have you thought of one? I'm going to get a little specific with mine. Okay. So, it's fall 2012. You've just enrolled at the uh, Arizona State University in Tempe, Arizona. <laughs> well, that's zomb- very specific. Uh, a zombie outbreak happens. The fall 2012 enrollment was 59,794 students. Wow. So now you're in a college dormitory area with 59,000 people who are potential zombies. That's rough. <laughs> that is rough. That is not a place I want to be. <laughs> Cuz that there's even even if you have a slight chance of getting off the campus, that's a lot of people on campus that'll be zombies quick. Because I lived in a dorm when I was in college. I lived in a dorm with five other uh, four of the guys. So, if you got dorms with like five people in each, and zombie outbreak starts, it's going to be quick. Yeah, and that'll probably spread quicker than like on an island like Lou was saying because there's just so many people. It's so congested that people will be trying to get away, so even main streets and places of business will probably be flooded with zombies in no time. Oh, yeah. It would go quick. That's crazy. You know what else would be terrible? A movie theater. Can you imagine being locked in a movie theater? Ugh. You know what's even and more terrible? So if, you're wa- if you're watching a zombie movie and it's dark, yeah. Oh, God, no. You wouldn't even know. Yeah. I just thought hey, of that. I should have picked. Just think your neighbor's trying to be funny, nibbling on you. Aha, I get it. It's a zombie movie. Back off, loser. That's starting to. That's starting to hurt. Uh, Can I have my hand back? <laughs> neighbor's <laughs> nibbling on you. In the in the theater, Bob. I get it, but well, obviously you need to come up to a movie theater in Canada. Obviously, I need to stay away from Canada. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, but you know, the more we talk about these topics uh, on this show, the more I realize that I do not want a zombie apocalypse to happen <laughs> anywhere. I don't. No, it's a nightmare. Yeah. I wouldn't want a zombie apocalypse to happen. I would rather have a Mad Max style world happen. How like, about uh, we just not have like an apocalypse? Three. We do. Oh, it, it's inevitable. It'll happen. At it's some gonna point. happen at one point. Not in our another. lifetime. Yeah, you never know. I th- I think the the Mad Maxian style would be great. You're wearing tires for armor, and you have cars covered in spikes. It, you know, in all honesty, I think, and bear, you know, unless some natural disaster happens, I think the way our world is set up in terms of government and worldwide, um, sort of the way the world works and how we all kind of keep an eye on each other, I don't think we'll see that in this lifetime. Um, Unless there's some sort of natural disaster that wipes 
out a good amount of humanity. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. or, or shit comes up suddenly, a lot in this world, and we we sort of just smack it down, and we you know we handle it with like there hasn't been a nuclear bomb go off since for a, that we know of for a long time. Um, you know, like I, from what I can remember, and I just I think we're I think we're good, and and that just might be naive Canada who doesn't get invited to the secret meetings where they talk about world <laughs> apocalypse, but. Yeah, they're too nice there. We don't but you guys would tell me, right? If this, if you guys were invited to a secret meeting, you'd tell the Canadians. I would, Poss- I would possibly. Talk. Absolutely. And I'm also going to tell you this. I'm a little nervous about our next subject because the master himself is up this week. Oh, God. In Dead Decisions. Dead. Decisions. Oh boy, guys, I'm nervous. All right. So here's here's the scenario. You guys are in a major metropolitan city. A biological attack has been announced, and everybody is being evacuated. Okay. The roads are cluttered. You can't get anywhere. It's bumper-to-bumper traffic, and nobody's going anywhere. It's complete stop. No one knows why. You're sitting in a beat-up, junky car that you managed to scrounge to evacuate. There's a big trailer behind you, and you can't see further behind you. But all of a sudden, people start getting out of their cars and start running. Something's coming. And they're running. You can't see what it is. One of you pokes your head out, looks, and sees that there's more people coming. But they don't look like the people that were running before. These people look like they're covered in blood. Oh, and they're God. coming for you. Now, most of you've been sitting in the car long enough. Most of the people have, are gone. You can't really see the people that have gone ahead of you. Once you step out of the car, you see that a armored car has been pushed to the side of the road into a position where it can't move, but the do- doors are open. And there's a dead guard who seems to have been stomped to death by the marching crowd with his keys. The other option is somebody seems to have left two dirt bikes sitting in a rack that look like they may be fueled with the keys in them. But the option is there's three of you, only two bikes, or you can hide in an armored car till the situation is handled. What do you do? You son of a bitch! (laughs) That's all I got to say. That's tough. Um, Well, if... Who here knows how to ride dirt bikes? I do. <laughs> I do. Well, oh. let's say for the sake. Let's say for the sake of this situation. In. Oh, oh, oh! I hit a button. Um, for the sake of this situation, we all know how to ride a dirt bike. Okay. Okay. That makes it easier. Um, Rick says. Gone without me. And problem solved. <laughs> I would not say go on okay, without me, okay, sir. Okay. I would be running to a dirt bike before the decision's made. Yeah, <laughs> I think everybody's first reaction is the dirt bike. So now, let's let's say Lou, who's faster, I guess. Lou, do we know each other? Or like, are we friends? Yes, you're all in the same car, and you were all at the same event, and you're all riding in cars. But together. we're we're friends. We've known each other. We're all yes. we hang out. You're not strangers. So Rick, what? you just completely ditch us and grab a dirt bike. Well, what kind of armored vehicle is this? Is it like it's, it's what's inside the, of it? It's the standard kind that carries money to and from banks. Okay. But so it's, our choice, it's stranded. You can't drive it. It's stuck. It's not going to... Our gonna choice be. is to lock ourselves in an armored truck. Are there windows? Can we see out of it at all? 
So our choice is to lock ourselves in an armored truck till whenever they go by and possibly starve and die in there. Or I can throw Bob on my back and we can take the dirt bikes. Dude, that is not going to work. <laughs> you and I you both know that. You can and put him on the front. Right? Still not going to work. Go, get a milk crate. I am too big for that. So here's a question. Um, in terms of the armored car, is it like super stuck in the sense that even if we had time, we couldn't get it out? Oh or yeah, is it just... it, it, it's, it's been pushed to the side. So we're not, it's not going anywhere no matter right. what. Well, my choice is, and, and here's my decision, and I think I think you guys should should consider it, in the sense that um, this, this, the city has been shut down because if the cars have stopped, something has happened ahead to cause those cars to stop and the people to start running. So I'm, I'm thinking if we get in that armored car, lock it down, there's going to be guns in there, at least enough to wait out the zombie horde as they pass and go after the people running. And then we'll have weapons and maybe some supplies to survive long enough to get out of the vehicle and, you know, head in an opposite direction of the horde. Because the horde is going to... You know, we have a split second to get out of the way. The horde is going to follow that crowd. They're not going to be interested in three people. They're interested in the hundreds that have just ran in the opposite direction, correct? Right. But how safe is it, though, once you get out? Because now you're definitely stranded. Like, you... Because you, well, if, we, if we take the armored car, we're going to go ahead and assume the dirt bikes are going to go. Someone's going to take the right. dirt bikes. Right? Now, yeah, but also, do those dirt bikes get you anywhere? Because the roads are, are jam-packed. But it's And eventually you're bike. just going to hit you a crowd run. of people. You could ride over the top of the cars, or yeah. or just go oh, off the we're road not to the that side. Skilled. Yeah, we are. In this situation, we are. This... We were daredevils. Come on. <laughs> you could go off the road to the side and not go forward. Go, you know, go east in another in another direction. But I don't know. now, if the armored vehicle is a money vehicle, there may not be weapons inside. And now, one of the three of us has to decide who's going to the dead guard to get the keys, who potentially okay. could be a zombie. Here's here's the big problem is one person has to get the keys. Right. But the other problem is now whoever gets the keys has to get back, so we both have to protect whoever's getting the keys. <laughs> I think I've stumped you guys. I think <laughs> I here I think we need to make a decision. I think this is what happens. I will I you two can get in, can watch my back. The zombie horde is coming very quickly. I'll go to the guard and try to get the keys. Now uh zombie Zombie master here, Lou. What happens when I go to the guard to grab the keys? Rick and I take off on dirt bikes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I wouldn't say he's a zombie. He didn't get bit by anything. He got stomped to death. Okay, so are we talking just normal zombie rules then? He's just dead? Yep. Okay, so he's dead. I grab the keys. We get in the car. We batten down the hatches. And uh, can I find a weapon on the guard, you know, for future sake, I guess? There's one gun, one pistol. Okay, you said there was That's... a pistol, right? Oh right. So okay, I guess guard, at this point carry a gun. All right. So at this point we're all stuck in the armored car and the horde is outside. And I guess at this point we kind of just have to end scene and then let Lou tell us how we did. Yes. I don't know. I feel like waiting in an armored car is just asking for trouble. So Bob, did you run off on a dirt bike? You didn't agree with Rick and I? No, I probably would have stayed with you guys. I'll be honest. I, I probably if you guys if you guys were like. Let's get the keys. Let's get in this armored car. I probably wouldn't take off on the dirt bike by myself. I would, okay. I would probably go with you guys. But I feel like I feel like I'd also tell you guys, we're gonna, we're gonna die because of you. <laughs> now, also, how many bullets are in this gun? How many has Don't Ryan know. the trucker shot off already? Right. So, so uh, I would I would suggest that after a while of being in the armored vehicle, maybe one person should hold the bullets. 
so that when one person snaps, they don't have both pieces. That's a good <laughs> point. One person holds the bullets, one person holds since, the gun. Since since we're stuck in an armored vehicle, starving. Well, okay. So Lou, like, I think we're starting to vamp here. Where where do we where do we sit in terms of your idea of this scenario? What what would you have done, Lou? I would have done exactly what you guys did. I would have hid in the armored car for as long as possible, as long as I could see out of it. Okay, so you, you, in your eyes, we chose the right path. There is no right or wrong. I mean, the decision is stay together or leave somebody behind. Mm -hmm. So, And none of you wanted to volunteer to stay behind and let the others go ahead. That, so, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I wasn't a volunteer or anything, I'd volunteer to take a dirt bike and leave. Yeah, Rick, would, Rick didn't <laughs> even volunteer. He was off on that dirt bike as soon as you said it. <laughs> so nobody volunteered, so... You guys are all stranded there, so who knows what would have happened. That was a very difficult and weird... I, I like that one. That was very good. Yeah. It makes me think, though. It really makes me think, like, what would have been better off for... Would it have been better off for two of us to get on that dirt bike, you know what I mean, and just try and get out of the city? Did we just strand ourselves in the middle of a city locked in by zombies on both sides? All that and more next week on Zombies Ate My Podcast. <laughs> Same Zamp time. Same Zamp channel. Excellent. Well, thank you, Lou, for that. That was amazing. That was very... You got my mind in a twist. That was a tough cookie to crack. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that should about do it. Um, next week, who's doing this? Rick? Rick? Pivot? I believe so. I did the first one, right? All right. Cool. So we'll go ahead and... be me up next. We can also say to the listeners, if you guys ever have a dead decision you want us three or us four to run through... You can always email us, and the email's at info at zombiesatemypodcast.com, correct? Mm-hmm. So that'd be kind of fun to get some listener feedback and what their ideas and takes on a dead decision would be. And the fun thing about that, too, is all four of us would be included in it. And all four of us could take dirt bikes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Ryan, why don't you go ahead and take it away and wrap up this nice and bloody episode of Zamp. Will do, will do. Um, you can find us on the web at zombiesatemindpodcast.com. And like Bob mentioned, you can email feedback, uh, questions for the show, uh, dead decisions, weapons, news, whatever, to info at zombiesatemindpodcast.com. Or you can send it on Twitter at zombiespodcast. Um, we are working towards other social networks. We're thinking of launching Facebook very soon. And obviously what always helps our show is reviews on the iTunes store. We've, Like I said, we did one last week. And we would be happy to read any review on the show as long as it's not making fun of me or anybody else on the show. That would be very mean of you. Um, and I just want to wrap up and say a, a, a shout out to Joel who did our artwork. Uh, you'll notice that in iTunes and on our website. Uh, he does good and great, really great work. So... <laughs> man really good just, and great <laughs> he does great work is what i mean like our, our our art is is really nice i i like it like it a lot and uh, i'll pass it over to bob all right thank you very much because i i'm not horseshitting around i'm not so i would like to say thank you for everyone for listening and tuning in to zombies a my podcast for myself rick piven ryan murphy and the zombie master himself lou page Goodbye. He's <laughs> <laughs> waiting for us to say something. Later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Have a good one. <laughs> yes.